previously on the mortal path. Anybody who wishes to resist the spell, make me a charisma saving throw. Here I go. She steps back and smiles and goes, Innocent, all three. <gasps> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm getting something too. I'm getting... Oh, what, what's that smell? Oh, is that... <laughs> is that... Is that bullshit? Have you got those ten gold pieces you owe me? You did promise me ten gold pieces for my services. Did I? Interesting. Interesting. I do have a little something I need doing. You also remember Elden Zugai because he was also a friend of Lord Falutin's. Tonight, he will be at the Ice Tooth Ball. Is it a masked ball? Is it a masked ball? You are learned in magic. I might ask for some lessons. Please, uh, this sword. I think when you use it, something rather wonderful will happen for you. But for the person that you're hitting it with, well, they might find themselves in a spot of bother. And she hands it back to you. There you go. Don't you look lovely? Give us a twirl. I'm not dressed yet. <laughs> the two of you are in your your outfits. Wait, where is the ball? Is it in the town hall? Once they've set off, I am totally going to go through both their bags. Palin steps forward and he opens his arms and he goes, Welcome to the Ice Tooth Ball. of your two companions Taro and Natalia you two step forward into the ice tooth ball as you two step into the ball you can see that there are lots of people already there and the party is already sort of happening people are dancing in one corner there's a little sort of like string quartet set up there's music there are tables laden with food it's all incredibly beautiful the decorations are all themed around blue and silver there's lots of kind of viper and snake um uh, symbolism it's really pretty and palin who is standing next to you uh the drow mayor with the great big meta- medallion looks over at you gives you a meaningful look nods his head and very quickly walks away and you two are left standing at the entrance to the ice tooth ball what do you want to do uh i think at this point we split up and approach him with different tactics uh yeah and uh for future reference, we probably shouldn't know each other. I quite agree. I, I don't want to know you. I walk <laughs> off. Okay. Uh, where do you walk off to? Where are you heading? I'm going to just do a sweep of the room. Just kind of walk around and just see, see what there is to see. Okay. And keep an eye out for Scarface. Okay. Case the joint. As you start heading round, it doesn't take you long to spot him. There's a sort of seating area set up in one of the corners where there are sort of sofas and chaise longs and, and various sort of opulent places where you can sit and relax. And you see him after about maybe 15 minutes of doing a very slow walk around the big um, hall. He is an older human man. He's got white hair and he has a big scar bisecting his lower lip. He's sitting alone at one of the sofas and he's drinking 
what you assume is wine or some sort of drink from a silvery goblet. He doesn't look particularly interested in anything. He doesn't look particularly bored. He's just sort of sitting there watching people walk by. You get the feeling that's him. Okay. Um, is it just all in one room? Or are there, like, other rooms? Or what, what's the deal? It's one big room. There are big double doors that lead out to some sort of very big balcony on the left. Bits of the room are partitioned by various folding screens, but it does seem to be one room, and there's a space cleared for a sort of dance floor, as well as spaces cleared for tables filled with food and, and various chairs and small tables scattered around. Okay, I want to go on the balcony. Okay. You head out towards the balcony. It looks down into this big courtyard, and there's a big kind of something in the middle of the courtyard that's been covered in tarpaulins, and there are lots of people milling around. They seem to be getting ready for something. Uh, I'm just going to hang out there for a bit. Okay. It's and just kind of... Can I see uh, old man McOldface from from the party balcony? Oh, yes. Old man McOldface. Yeah, old man McOldface. He's, he's quite towards the back corner of the room. You'd have to keep kind of like checking on him, but, but you can see him just about. Okay, I'm just going to chill. Okay. It's quite cold out there, but it's refreshing. It's nice. I like the... I like the cold. In this scenario. Okay. <laughs> because it makes me seem cool. It says the guy who hated the cold on the... Oh, never mind. Well, that, that uh, wasn't cool then, Gary. That was that was uncool cold. Okay. Uh, ah, is, the uncool this cold. cold. This is the cool cold. This is the cool cold. Natalia, what are you doing? I'm going to the bar to get a drink. Okay. There is a wide selection. There doesn't seem to be anyone there particularly manning it. Servants are sort of refilling glasses, but it seems to be pick what you want to drink. Uh, what's on offer? There's some ale, there's wine, there seems to be water, and there looks like there's some sort of fruit juice as well. I'll grab a little glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Red or and white? Then, or rosé? Uh, oh, dear lord. Um, I'll go for white. Okay. And then I think I'm going to start to schmooze around the party a bit, but not directly towards uh, Eldon. Okay. Um, as you start walking around, people take interest in you but nobody really moves to have a conversation with you there seems to be cliques you can see people are sort of clumping together this seems this as you know is an event that happens every year people seem to have sort of set societies as you look around you can see marlo in a far corner she's dressed again in this amazing kind of silvery lace dress she's got this big headdress on um and her skin is painted with little decorations in silver and white um and she is talking to palin and a couple of other people in one of the corners but people seem to be sort of clumped together people are looking at you but no one's making a move to talk to you is there anyone on their own uh yeah there's definitely a couple of people on your own on their own i'm gonna go up to one near Elden and just start talking. Okay. There is a gnome uh, sitting on one of the chairs. She has some sort of um, fruit juice in in her hands and she is sitting alone and sort of watching the dancers and as you look over uh, or as you come over she looks up and she gives you a little smile and she goes Good evening. Hello there. This is such a lovely party isn't it? Lovely as always. Doesn't change much but you know still beautiful. Have you been here uh, well, how long have you been coming? Oh, uh, 70 odd years, I should imagine. 70? You don't look a day over 30. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much, but I'm far over 30, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, I didn't uh, catch your name. I don't think I've seen you before either. My name's Natalia. Oh, nice to meet you, Natalia. She holds out her hand. I, I shake it. Um, visiting from Sindarian. I- I'm just wondering. Uh, so who are, who are the regulars? 
who else comes here? Oh, well, um, most everybody you see here is a sort of an old hand. There's a couple of new faces this year. Um, Marlo over there, she's been a couple of years running now. Um, she used to pop by every so often, but... Um, what, what does she do? Oh, she's with the Bright Light Circus. They come into town every year for the carnival. Uh, they have uh, some sort oh, of deal with uh, Mayor Palin, so... Who else? Oh, new faces. Well, there's that uh, very... The gentleman with the mask out on the balcony. I don't believe I've seen him before. And, um... Well, the, she leans in a little bit. She goes, uh, the gentleman behind me is a new face as well. Um, there's a one or two couple of new children come of age and ready to, you know, stay up late for the activities. Uh, but that's about it. Well, the one on the balcony, he looks very strange. I'm not sure what to make of him. Uh, how about the chap behind you? Um, is it usual for new people to just arrive? I mean, excluding myself, of course. Well, um, he, uh, he's just opened that, um, new diamond mine, I believe, so it's quite, quite right that he should be invited, of course. He's going to do wonderful things for Grendelford. Ah, just opened it, you say. Uh, about how long ago was that? Oh, a couple of, couple of weeks, really. Not long ago at all. Really, they're just starting the, the actual work. There was a, I believe, a preliminary dig in which a couple of, you know, gems were found, enough to convince Palin that it was a worthwhile endeavour, and well, you know, he's rich, and so bought a house and some land, and he's doing good so far. Is this area full of diamonds? <laughs> Not that we knew of. How did, um... So it was just luck? I assume so. I mean, I've heard that he is relatively well-versed in geology and geography, and he says he's opened several diamond mines before, so... Hey, hey, Gary, pro tip. Um, if you're having a conversation with someone, it's generally polite to ask what their name is, right? You're not there. It's before you start, like, giving them the, the mine quiz. Uh, they haven't asked her name. Asking about their Minecraft. <laughs> no, yeah, she no, did. Ask my name. Oh, yes, she no, did. No, 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 no. Mysterious stranger. I can't believe I mean, I'm obviously that, not there. I can't believe that Tarot had to be your social conscience. <laughs> she was on a roll. She was getting good info. Mm-hmm. But the, the no woman, she kind of looks up at you and, and she goes, Ada, how, how did you get an invite? Uh, oh, I was just um, uh, passing through and I, I bumped into Palin and he, he said to, to come along. I, this is very rude of me, I'm so remiss. What, pray tell, is your name? Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I didn't ask. I've been there. I've DM'd. It's google.com slash search slash random... Fantasy names. Michelle. Michelle, how lovely to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you too. I didn't quite catch what you did. Or uh, are you a friend of Palin's? Uh, not quite. I'm. I, I'm a part of a a, a, a prospective trade uh, delegation. Oh, how wonderful! More trade coming to Grandalford is always welcome. Um, what of do course. you deal in? Oh, this and that. Um, sometimes silks. Sometimes furniture. Uh, we have we have some few toys and trinkets and gadgets over in Sindarian, which I think would go down. Well, Where is Sindarian? I've I've not heard of it. I'm afraid. Sindarian is it's on the other side, the other side of the mountains. On the other side. My gosh, you've come a long way. I have. Well. Why, uh, Grendelford? I've heard it's, it's such a wonderful blossoming town, and <laughs> the. The Ice Festival. Ice Dragon Festival? 
the uh, the Ice Tooth Carnival. Ice Tooth Carnival. Yes, that was it. It's it's such a lovely thing. I was in here earlier in the day and I was just mesmerized. Oh well, I I'm glad that you're enjoying our little town. Blossoming isn't perhaps quite the word I'd use, but maybe in the future with all this new business endeavors coming in. Very exciting. So, is Elden is this chap's money? Is that a big thing for the town? Well, I mean, I'm not quite sure what you're asking. We all have our own ways of making things work. Ah, do you know what? I'm so sorry. Uh, my friend over there is just beckoning me. If you don't mind, I think I'm going okay, to go and course. speak to her for a while. And uh, she gets Ouch. up and she le- and as she does, she shoots you a little weird look as she goes. And she hurries over to where you can see um, another uh, gnome is, is, is actually waving, to be fair. Nerium. Yes. You are sitting in the costuming room, the reclaimed costuming room, which is clearly some sort of big holding room in the town hall with the backpacks that you have started to go through. Oh, yes. Who's are you starting with? I will start with Taro's, please. Okay. My bag of tricks. Taro's magical full, full bag of, of tricks. You don't need to roll any text because you're just looking through them for in your own time. You find in Taro's bag, there is a deck of cards. There is a set mm-hmm. of dice. There is... Oh, can I uh, roll the dice a few times and see if they're loaded? Absolutely. Taro, are they loaded dice? They are loaded dice. They are Correct. absolutely Yay. loaded dice. They keep coming up on sixes or ones. How did I guess? How did you guess? As you keep digging through, there is also two kind of costumes? Two, you assume, are costumes because they seem to be set pieces. Uh, One seems to be the outfit of some sort of train conductor. Uh, There's like a hat, there's a whistle, there's a hole punch, there's some sort of like uniform going on that looks like it would fit Taro. And there's also some sort of merchant type thing something that looks very fancy and is relatively well made but you being a seamstress and actually having an eye it's one of those things that's like fake well made enough to fool a commoner but not to fool somebody who actually knows what they're looking for in silks and and good ways in which to create clothing there's also so it's got sort of fake double cuffs and exactly it's got that kind of like fake like double breasted thing where it's actually just one little strip of material sewn into the main (laughs) coat type thing (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I bet the pockets are... Sh- Actually, no, I bet the pockets are really good. But I bet they've been adapted to be really good. There are lots of very good pockets in seemingly odd places all over the, the outfit. <laughs> uh, there's also two hats. One seems to have the top of the hat missing. It's more of just like the cap bit of a hat. <laughs> uh, and the other one is the same sort of base, but it's got this incredibly fancy, like super fancy mayor's hat that's like stuck on top of it, like really badly attached. Uh, that are clearly two very different hats that have been put together. How could you? You said that was right. it. You said, How could you do this to me? Listen, you can't shitpost and then tell me what's actually in your bag in one sentence because then you get the croupier, the Lord Mayor's croupier, the train conductor and the merchant. Nice, nice. As I'm looking at these, I'm I'm going to take them out of the bag and... They're, they're crumpled. They've clearly come from the bag. Oh, yeah. He hasn't just half-inched them from the no, costumes no, 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 around no. me. They are clearly from the bag. And there's, like, signs of wear and tear on them. They smell, don't they? A little bit. <laughs> I mean, not even a little bit. They smell quite a lot. <laughs> All right, the bag canonically smells because I said so last week, so... Yes. Okay, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a slightly Stinky smelly bag. Stinky costumes. <laughs> okay, so... 
Stinky costumes, um, some loaded dice, some cards. As you keep digging, you're pulling out these items, all of which fall down quite reasonably into this backpack. Um, there's also Taro's original clothing that he was wearing before he switched into his outfit. Um, well, he bothered to pack it into the bag. I think, yeah, I think so. He just put all his stuff together. I think okay. we said last week that you put all your stuff together for you to look after. It's not just scattered oh, yeah, in true. this room of clothes. Um, that's true. As you pull it out, you notice that the shirt is very much different from the trousers and the overcoat. Um, you hmm. are welcome to roll me an investigation check on it if you want to learn more about it yes okay this is the first roll with the fancy new dice all my test rolls have been like well not all of them but enough of them have been single figures that i'm nervous do you have before you tell me your answer what the dice roll is do you have proficiency in investigation no in this occasion you do because you are looking for things to do with the material the crafting you're looking at like the fabric and stuff which is something of your profession Excellent. So can... Well, my proficiency bonus is due, so that would make it a 16. A 16, okay. Fancy. It is well made, and it has some pretty distinctive patterns on it, and they're not patterns that you normally see. And after a bit of, of inspecting the sort of um, coarse material of the shirt, there's some really fancy embroidery and pattern stitching that looks like it comes from Jural, and you don't know much about Jural at all, you don't know anything really about the geography except that it is a great big desert and it's on the opposite side of Alfalan from where you come from and you only know it because um, Lord Asselin had a hat with the same sort of stitching and pattern that he was very fond of and very fond of telling everyone that it came from the other side of the world. Mm. I mean, really, really the other side of the world as well, because if it comes from a desert, then it's right, right. over at the, what I would instinctively want to call the pole, but it's mm. not. Yeah. The Yubi pole, the reverse pole. The, the Yubi pole, <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> That's it. Um, anything else in there? The very last thing at the bottom of the bag. I mean, I don't think it's the very I last thing, because there there's a harmonica things. in there too. Yes. There's like three things. Okay, there's also a, sorry. There is also a... Oh, yeah, there is. Sorry. I wrote my notes slightly funny. That's what I thought. Under, thank you. Underneath the, the clothing, there is also a kind of battered harmonica um, that's clearly uh-huh. seen some use. There is the leather bracelet that Taro had in... that Taro took from the box. Oh, yes. Did that have something written inside it? Does. It does. It says, until next time, engraved on the leather. And it's not super well engraved. It looks like it's done by somebody who's not a professional um and it's a bit worn where you would tie it around your wrist i will tut at it <laughs> you tut at it i look at the harmonica and for a split second i think about going poo and then i go no uh, no yeah <laughs> you quell the urge to put your mouth where taro's has once been um yeah, and yeah, i really do and it's not hard to quell <laughs> um and as you look in the bag can you roll to quell please <laughs> I shall. I okay. shall. Oh, you're gonna that fuck is it a up. Four. Yeah. No, you toot it. You toot it. You you give it a little toot, and then you remember. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that harmonicas are a mouth-to-mouth instrument, and regret everything for about a toot, second. Toot, toot, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it does sound I'm nice. I'm sorry that I it's did that. It's a good harmonica. It sounds good. And as you look in the bag, the very last thing in the bottom is some sort of handle. It looks like it's a handle from a drawer of some sort, maybe a door. It's quite ornamental and it's clearly been like 
pulled out of whatever it was is sunk it into. Like a handle, like a like a pull handle, like you get on fancy kitchen drawers in homes and gardens. <laughs> no, it's one of those like you know the ones that kind of hang and they got the round thing on it. Like, oh, yeah. like a door knocker. Yeah, that kind of thing, but more of a handle than a door knocker. One of them floppy oh. knobs. Oh, oh, like um, on uh, fancy old antique cabinets and you've got the little swingy ones. Yeah, sure, why not? Let's go with that. I, I mean, I'm trying to picture it. Make me a word picture, Ed. Ah, uh, fine. Uh, maybe I'll retcon this one. It's just a bent piece of metal with some screws in it. Okay, it's a bent piece of metal. With... Maybe I don't know it's a handle anyway. It's pretty obviously a handle. You've seen furniture before. <laughs> I can tell you that for free. <laughs> Uh, should I roll for furniture proficiency? No. Yeah, roll furniture. Um, is furniture no, in your backstory? That did not go well. Do you do you have proficiency in furniture? <laughs> uh, that is all that's it's in Taro's bag. A lot of I clothes and some weird items. Taro, okay. you are on this balcony. What do you want to do? If nobody's come to talk to me, I think I'm going to just kind of saunter over to the bar. You've gotten a couple of looks, but nobody really seems to be branching out to talk to you. Losers. <laughs> uh, you head over to the bar. What are you? What are you getting to drink? What is this bar? Is there a bar keep? No, it's a long table where drinks are set out in sort of um, various glasses in regimented orders. It's quite clearly alcohol and then soft drinks and water at the end. All right. Uh, what looks like the most expensive? Probably the wine. Maybe yeah, the let's red have wine. Some of that. Let's get the red. Okay. You pick up a glass of red wine. Have they got any fizzy? Uh, nothing seems to be fizzing. I'm going to just neck it and then just take another one with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, you down the first one. Uh, and it's it's pretty alcoholic. Uh, and you take the second one. It feels warm. From being it's outside, a good thing my nice. constitution is very high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, wait, it's actually not negative. I didn't even realize that. Holy shit. Yeah, it's one of your not negative ones. <laughs> yep. You do okay for now. Alcohol generally takes at least 20 minutes to kick in, I find. But it's you, so maybe you're immediately passed out. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not <laughs> canonically, otherwise the plot doesn't continue. Um, <laughs> no, you're fine. And there's really... So, is there who who are these, like... Is it just Elton John and um, Michelle Dwarf, <laughs> Goblin, Imp? No! Are the only, the only singles at this party. Uh, no, Even Michelle, Michelle the Gnome is not single anymore, right? She <laughs> found another gnome. There are definitely people meandering between the tables. Uh you can absolutely go and try and talk to someone there's a human man there is a orc and there is uh, another teeth a tiefling i'm gonna lean against the pillar and just sort of look at them all but like like give them a kind of meaningful look through your large mask oh shit you're right you put a very good mask on <laughs> i'm just gonna kind of point my flat mask face in each of their directions <laughs> But in like a, I've got no plan for how to win at a party. This is, you've really struck into my weak point here. I don't know how to mingle. What is this? <laughs> I know, you took three dorks and put them in a party and said, talk to people. Are you giving them a look that's coming what across? What kind of fantasy is are this? Are you giving them a look that's coming across as threatening or come hither? <laughs> Through my mask. Um, what are you, what I'm, is Tarot I'm, aiming for? Tarot's aiming for unreadable here. Just... <laughs> Some kind of focus, but like a generically unreadable one because I'm wearing a mask. Okay, alright, okay. Uh, Just wants to get their attention, but in a very subtle way that makes it look like they've, they're they the ones who are paying attention to him. Okay, the orc completely ignores you. Uh, alright, loser. The, His loss. The human man is sort of like nervously 
glancing over to you every so often. Uh, but the tiefling, after a minute of you kind of like staring, turns to look straight at you um, and kind of stares right back. The staring continues. We've, <laughs> we're making eye contact here. I'm not backing down from this. Okay. After about eight seconds, which is generally accepted as two, be- two seconds too many to have this sort of direct eye contact without it getting intensely awkward, the tiefling kind of looks around and then slowly walks over to you <laughs> and goes... Are you all right? <laughs> uh, excuse me? Uh, you're, uh, staring? Are you all right? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was you who was staring <laughs> at me. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you were staring at me first, and that's why I was staring at... Do you... Do I know you? Do you... Well, <laughs> you might do. Under this mask. You s- Have you heard of the Tarovians of Nebelheim Valley? The Nebelheim... Is that a real place? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> it's This This is like a Dragon Ball episode. It's a dragon... Dungeon Dragon. There's no... Everything's made up, Yubi. <laughs> yes, but the thing is, I gave you control over the world, so if you say this is a real place, I'll be like, okay, it's a real place. I'll see if the character knows it. We can't live in this limbo. Ed doesn't exist or not. I don't know, Yubi. I don't... I don't know. Okay. What do you is think? Tarot, is Tarot it, making it's it an up? It's an 18. Is Tarot making it It's an it 18. Up? It's a real place. It's the first word that just springs to your mind. Um, okay, cool. And the tiefling goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, actually. Uh, my grandma lives there. Still don't think I know you. I, well, what does she think of the place? <laughs> it's nice. Sort of yes. sleepy, quiet little village. Yes, thanks to the patronage of, of, of my family. <laughs> what was your God. name again? Good save. What was that question I didn't hear? What was your name again? Count Talazar Tarovian. Right. Are we talking about the same place? Yes. Now, I've given you my name. What's yours? Yubes, we knew you knew we were I know, coming to a party. I know. I should have heard names. I'm an idiot. I did totally forget. Um, <laughs> it's Roxas Joxus, protagonist of Kingdom Shots. Oh, I'm a uh, uh, Joxus. I hate you. Hi, uh, jo- Joxus. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. I, I, I can't say I've I know the name, the family name. Well, I, I do presume that is the family name. Uh, no, the family name is Joxus. Joxus. <laughs> so, so you're, what you're telling me is that your name is Joxus Joxus Roxus? No, 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 no. Sorry, uh, Joxus Joxus Troxus. Joxus Joxus. Troxus. <laughs> That's it. What the fuck are we doing? I was going to say, is this Dungeons is, and Dragons or Trolls? Are we Dungeons? sure this is a podcast? This is <laughs> Dragon Ball. Welcome to Dragon Ball Z 2, 3, GT, uh, the reboot, um, coming soon. Um, so, Roxas, Joxus, <laughs> no, no, Troxus. No, there's no Roxas. That's my brother. Uh. <laughs> Can I help? Who are? I haven't heard of you. Are you meant to be here? Should I, should I tell Palin? Does he know you? Uh, have you have you met Palin? Yes. We're uh, 
My father asked him of a favor that I might come here and, uh, and visit, so... Yes, he does know me. He's uh, slightly more aware... He knows a little more about the world than you apparently do. Well, he is older than me. Maybe. Well, that he is. Can I... Now, what do you do for, uh... Well, how exactly do you afford to live? Uh, well, my uh, my dad is one of the main architects. He designed the the town hall. Oh, interesting. That's a it's an interesting building. I, oh, you do you like it? Yes, I was in it earlier. Oh, it's kind of closed off for the carnival uh, at the minute. But maybe you got a tour. I go where I choose. It's uh, it's the burden of privilege. <laughs> No. Well, I do hear you on that. I do get invited into a lot of places just because people know my dad. It kind of sucks. And you know, sometimes you just want to yes. like get real with people, but they always know who your dad is. Yes, yes, I do know that. In fact, I'm only here because my father's tired of my bachelor lifestyle, and he wants me to settle down. In so Grendelford? he's sending me on all these. <laughs> well, no, no, he's he's sending me to all these these parties throughout throughout the the country. Uh, I think he wishes for me to find a find a mate and settle down. Ooh, that's an odd way. Did he say that to you? <laughs> he did. He is a very strange man. Uh, I I think it's living in a manor for for the past forty years without really leaving. He's sort of slightly out of touch. Yeah, that made me kind of uncomfortable when you said that. That was a bad word. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I won't quote him so dile- directly next time, I think. Uh, yes. Well, maybe that that's the way. You'll probably get better luck if you also don't just stare at people across a room for a long time. It's kind of unsettling. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was just looking in that direction. I zoned out. Oh, well, now I feel really embarrassed. Yeah, well, I didn't want to, you know, but I suppose I have now. Well... Generally, my social interactions go better than this. I feel like maybe we got off to a bad start here. I'm yeah, I'm Joxus Joxus Troxus. What's your name? <laughs> uh, I, I'm Talisar, but uh, most people call me Taro. Taro, it's uh, I think it's do, nice. Do people to... mostly call you Joxus Joxus? Your name <laughs> in full? <laughs> mostly just Jock. Okay, Jock. That's more manageable. You really need to, uh, one day you can meet his sister, Coxus. Uh, thank you for that one. Thank you for very much lowering the tone. <laughs> we were having a really it, sensible, it. proper D&D conversation. Sorry, were you? I thought so. Okay. I was in the zone. <laughs> the Joxus zone. The, the Jog zone. Is he a rower? Is he part of the Coxus four? Oh no. Oh my god. He's got a brand of apples. So he uh, he holds out his hand to you to to shake. <laughs> that was such a British joke. Okay, I shake Jock's hand. <laughs> okay, Natalia, you can see as you look around the room that that Taro is shaking the hand of uh, a another tiefling and it seems to have made a friend. What okay. are you doing? I'm gonna go over to um, the main man, Elden. Mm-hmm. Your uh, main guy, your the boy Elden. The boy. It's UB, 
your DM here again in the intermission just to say hello and a couple of other things. I'm doing a little bit better, so hopefully my voice won't sound quite so wrecked. Um, I want to start this out by thanking people for their support. I want to give two little shout outs uh, to Michelle, who has appeared in this episode, who very kindly signed up to our mailing list. And of course, once again, to uh, Jay Zugai. Again, just like, we're so sorry that we keep laughing at Zugai. And also that I kind of made you not a very nice dude in the show. I'm sure in real life, you're very, very good. Um, I really hope that, that you're chill with this. If you're not, I'm really sorry. You can always email us. And if you also want to be mocked relentlessly, apparently, on our show, then please feel free to sign up to our mailing list, which is still available and on our website, themortalpath.com. We also want to give a massive shout out to people on Tumblr. We have had this amazing influx of fan art and mood boards and people have been making posts and just all sorts of amazing things have been happening over there. Thank you so much for your enthusiasm and your support. We are just so grateful. Um, and on that note, I do want to remind you guys of our giveaway, the wonderful Settling Geek on Twitter. Settling Geek uh, is all one word, S-E-T-T-L-I-N-G-G-E-E-K, is donated an amazing set of dice for us. Um, and the competition rules are to create a piece of media, anything you like. It can be a picture, a photo, uh, an interpretive dance, a poem, a drawing, a story, anything. Post it onto the social media of your choice. Make sure you tag us in it so we can see it. Make sure that we interact with it. Uh, if you haven't seen any of the main accounts giving it a like or a reblog or a retweet, make sure that you email it to us uh, or you tag us again so that we definitely see it. Um, also, please let us know if the piece that you have made is for the deadline, uh, for the competition. Uh, and the deadline is the 28th. Uh, of course, please be willing to allow us to send you something in the post. Uh, make sure you have parental permission to give out your address if you need it. Although this podcast is rated E, so naughty. Um, yeah, speaking of this podcast, uh, it's getting weirder. It's getting weirder and you will definitely hear it being pretty weird by the end of this episode. Uh, it's getting a bit spoopy as well in some places. So fair warning. Um, this is a podcast that um, definitely has comedic moments, um, but also has a slightly more kind of, you know, like dark, darkish kind of, you know, areas. So um, I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm definitely not holding these guys' hands from here on out. So it's it's going to get really interesting. We really hope you like it and we really hope that you stick with us um, as it gets weird and a bit spoopy. If you do like our show, you can always leave us a review on iTunes and we are so grateful to the people who take the time. It doesn't take very long. Um, we know it's a bit of a hassle, but it really helps us out so much. iTunes is such a big distributor for podcasts and having people give us reviews on there just, it helps so much. We'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to do it. Um, but of course, we also totally appreciate any shout out that you give us on any social media, anything in which you, you know, talk about us, tag us, hashtag us. It really helps us. We can genuinely see spikes in numbers after somebody's talked about us. Um, speaking of numbers, we have hit over 1,500 downloads, which is amazing. 
amazing uh, for a podcast that is now entering its third week. So thank you so, so much. And another huge shout out to Cup of D20s who made the, who wrote this amazing review about us. Um, thank you so much for that. And for the uh, Goblin Gazette, who, of course, interviewed us. Just to the both of you, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're so glad that you're enjoying the show. Um, the schedule for our uh, next episode, we obviously were doing uh, one today. And then the next one is going to be February the 14th. It's a Valentine's Day present to you. The reason for that is we're moving to every two weeks, an episode every two weeks. So every two weeks on Wednesday, the 14th, the 28th, etc., etc. Um the reason for this is that I do all of the editing, I make most of the music, uh, except for the theme song, of course, and I just, I also work 40 hours a week, and I do another podcast, and I just need time to be able to keep the quality um, up to scratch. So it's going to be every two weeks from episode six. We really hope that, you know, you can wait the week between episodes, give us a re-listen maybe, and maybe have like a listening party with your friends. Uh, I do want to just say thank you again to Rachel Graff, rachelgraff.com, who wrote our amazing theme, and also to Dicebard, who donated the first set of dice for our giveaway. Uh, thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. I'm going to let you guys get back to the show. I hope that you enjoy the weird stuff that's coming up. Also, sorry that we were so weirdly horny for this episode. Hello, do you mind if I sit here? I don't mind, if you must. No, oh, oh, I, I see. I, I must say, I'm, I'm rather new here. Uh, everyone seems to be branched off into their own little little groups. Uh, uh, who, who are you? You haven't heard of me? Well. Oh, as I say, I'm, I'm very new here. I find gossip travels quickly in small towns like this, but... I suppose, if you're new here, perhaps you haven't heard, I am Elden Zugai. Elden Zugai? Yes, and you are? Natalia. Nice to meet you. I haven't heard of you. Oh, probably not. I come from a land far away. Uh, Where do you hail from? Beriland, actually. I am a head advisor to King Fendel himself. Perhaps you've heard of him. Oh, of course I have. And where are you from, then? Sindarian. Oh, not so far. No, not at all. You've come a long way to this uh, charming place. It is. uh, It it has its quirks. (laughs) Kitty, don't! I made a mistake with your mouth! Don't make me laugh! Sorry, what was that word? You've made a mistake with your mouth. (laughs) Is that what you said? Title of your tape? No. (laughs) The title of your podcast. (laughs) Title of your podcast. That is a good podcast title. (laughs) You're right. Why do we call it this shit? I'm trying to get in character here. You guys are throwing me out my own zone. You were doing so well, you guys. Nobody giggled. Thrown straight out of the jokes. Now I'm in the zoo guy zone, so. Right. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. I find it rather dull. Are you here on some mission from King Thandal? Not quite. Uh, I have been allowed my own 
freedoms to seek wealth for the kingdom and to make new business opportunities where they may arise. That sounds very exciting, very promising. It's all work, isn't it? But one does what one must in order to please the king. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make that face. I I wasn't even thinking that until you did that. (laughs) How do you... (laughs) How do you please? That's a fucking sucks. <laughs> How do you usually please the king? Oh God, Mom. He um. <clears throat> this podcast is cancer because none of us can collectively keep it in our collective fucking pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, he gives you a, a little a little look, um, and as he reaches with his with his glass he he takes a sip and you can see that he is wearing some pretty fine jewelry he's got a very nice silver bracelet uh but what actually catches your attention is a ring that he's wearing it's some sort of dark green stone that's embedded in this silver base but the stone is slightly cracked and he looks over to you and he gives you a sort of slow look and he says king fendel has recently seen me for my worth and given me the promotion I so desire but King Thendel only keeps the best around him and so it's only natural that I should be there and yet I must continue to prove myself as we all must in this world. I didn't quite catch what you were doing here. I'm just visiting. You must have friends in high places to get an invite here. You're not with the carnival are you? Oh no. Thank God for that. Dreadful bunch. Are you? Why do you say that? Carnival goers, they're all troublemakers, leave a great big mess and cause all sorts of disruptions. If I had any say in it, I would ban the whole thing together. There's no need for it. It's a waste. I quite agree. It seems rather tacky to me. Exactly. Places like this don't have class, but, well... Perhaps under my influence, they will grow to see what is worth keeping and what is worth getting rid of. So do you plan on setting down roots here? I already own land. I have a manor and servants, of course. Naturally. I suppose I own the... Of course. I suppose I own the diamond mine. I suppose roots have been planted. Whether or not I'll stay very long, well, remains to be seen. And are you just here to, to, to generate wealth for your king, or...? Uh, do you do you hearken to the fuck? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> just straight out say it. Do you do you hearken? Do you hearken <laughs> often? Uh, or w- <laughs> uh, will you soon be recalled to your king's side to advise on some matter of the realm? Oh, he has ways of contacting me should he need my advice, and I of course have ways of contacting him should I feel he needs mine. No, I suppose I'll stay here until my work is done. Roll me a perception check, if you wouldn't mind. <clears throat> That's an eight. As you're as you're speaking to him, there's a sort of tingle in your right hand, and you're not sure what it is or why, but there's just this briefest little, almost like a almost like a like when you're when you have pins and needles in the very tips of your fingertips. He looks over to you and he says, "And what about you? Are you staying in uh, Grendelford long?" Oh, I, I don't think so. Just just passing through. Quite wise. Nerium, you put aside Taro's bag. Thoroughly searched. You have every nook and cranny. You've 
Got your... I mean, not that thoroughly. Well, thanks. okay. It's there's a slight. I don't know, man. You went pretty deep. Yeah, there's a whiff. To... Oh, <laughs> oh boy, there's a there's a whiff to it. Um, you. You blew his harmonica. You went deep. Yeah, that's true. You oh, did. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want reminded of that. Um, now, <laughs> whilst I am looking through these mm-hmm. bags, I am of course listing out for footsteps. Okay. Should I hear footsteps at any point of some member of the household staff going past? Can you let me know? Absolutely. What is your passive perception, actually? It is 15. 15? Yeah. That's very good, actually. Okay. Very good to know. Thank you. Uh, Okay. So you put aside Taro's bag. You haven't really heard... You can hear footsteps sort of above you, behind you. This Mm. is clearly a town hall where there are still people. Occasionally, there's voices and laughter that you get are probably the the carnival lot going one way or the Mm. other. But nobody seems to be really coming near this room. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so you have Natalia's bag. Are you going through that one too? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the first lot of items in Natalia's bag are Natalia's clothing, of course. The ones mm-hmm. that she's taken off to change into her fancy frock. There's also two books um, and a whole lot of kind of adventuring items. Things that you have seen sold in the higher ends of uh, Hopeful. Things that appeal to the, you know, the the young with money to spend who want to basically go glorified camping for a mm-hmm. while. There are, there's a there's a roll-up sort of tent. There's pittons. There's sort of dry rations. Everything that looks like you could maybe get up and go and be able to survive. Interesting. Uh, but the two books are what captures your attention. One of them is a dark leather book where the title and the spine have been worn away. It's actually really difficult to read what they say. And it's only upon actually opening it that you realize that this is a book about magic. It is a book that describes the different types of magic wielder that there are in the world. And it's clearly a very old book. It is dated. There are stories in it that you have heard of. So you've heard of certain uh, wizards or certain kind of people who could use um, their their voices and song to create magical effects and there's a couple of legendary people in here but it doesn't seem to mention any of the the newer people that you know of living in in some of the bigger cities the rumors that you've heard coming through Hopewell of inventions where technology and magic are sort of starting to meet in other places there doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be mentions of that the front half of the book two-thirds of it are relatively unthumbed they're clearly been read but they're not deeply read it's the back of the book where the pages are kind of wavy crumpled there's smudged finger marks on them and some of the pages are a little bit bent and the very very last entry into this book is warlocks and this is the most thumbed passage in the book it's also the shortest there seems to be the least information on it there there doesn't Mm -hmm. there doesn't seem to really be any particular person associated with warlocks there's warning tales more like it's all about making a pact with an unknown for magic who will ask for a price in return Ooh. is there anything else in that book natalia that you would like to add uh i think it probably mentioned something about when when a pact is entered into there might be some physical alterations mm. noted yeah. <laughs> I hope you I hope you viewers at home are listening in for that one. <laughs> wink. wink. After looking through that one and putting it aside, you turn to the other one. And this one's much plainer and it's also much newer. Actually, yeah. Before I before I put that aside, mm-hmm. I am gonna flick through it because it cons- it considers all the forms of, you know, magic users. Yeah. And I'm gonna flick through it and I'm gonna go, Wow, 
Warlock sounds like a very bad idea. Um, <laughs> I can't carry a tune in a bucket, so never mind that one about singing. Um, and I keep flicking through because I'm really interested in those goat ponies. Okay. Um, and I'm I probably going to f- stop somewhere around about Wizard and go, oh, okay, well, I'd probably have to learn to read a bit better, but that's a possibility. I'll bear that in mind for the future. Yeah, there's a couple. There seems to be ones, uh, magic users who commune with nature, who seem to draw magic from the very earth itself to do wondrous things. Uh, there are those who get magic from their gods who find faith and seem to be blessed with divine powers there are those who are born with the spark of magic on their blood that flares into life at some point and again those ones tend to come with warnings uh ones Mm. ones like like sorcerer they're called and warlock those are the ones that seem in this book to have the warning labels attached yeah Um, no that's and there are those who can watch out in case you get born with this blood yeah (laughs) yeah, something to avoid yeah no that's awkward Mm. How do you avoid that? And uh, there are there are also wizards who read between the the lines of reality to learn this magic on their own behalf. Uh, I'm not much of a reader, I've got to admit, but um, it's, it's of vague interest. Um, I want to get on to the next book. Okay, the next book you pick up is much plainer. It's smaller and it's more kind of crumpled even than that one. That one seems to be like somebody has read this a lot, but they love it. This one is is much more kind of tucked away um and upon flicking it open it becomes immediately obvious that that is natalia's diary um i start at the most recent entry and start reading backwards so the last entry reads what what just happened i don't know if this is the best thing or or i'm fucked the title of um Okay. Uh, a few more entries back. Yep. I'm getting by now. I, I have some qualms, but surely this is justifiable. Ooh. Interesting. A little, little bit further back. Yep. Holy shit. Holy shit. I've been giddy since it happened. I can't believe I fell asleep and only just woke up in time. And that man. I'll pay him back. I know where he lives. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Keep going. Do I need to roll to make sure nobody's coming back? No, you're passive perception. You're still listening out. There's, there's no yeah. one there at the moment. Cool. There's opportunity on the road. I hate that I'm doing this, but I must to survive. I would like to uh, pause for a moment, roll my eyes and go, who writes a diary that cryptic? <laughs> <laughs> and then I would like to carry on reading. I'm getting desperate. The money is almost gone. So much for a plot of land. Here everything is so expensive. No one needs work. The cranks have seen to that. It's overcrowded. And cranks is capitalised as if it's an as if it's a family name. As if it's a proper noun. Yeah. Interesting. It's overcrowded. People are even starting to live in the second layer. My hosts won't suffer me for long with no payment. I need something soon. Cool. Back a bit. The very first entry. I'm exhausted and frustrated. The guard said no. I'll need to find a different way. I'm so disappointed. I almost wish I hadn't run. Almost. I'll find some way to change things. I'll make it here. I swear. Cool. The whole thing is the title. <laughs> Just stop it. Stop it. 
Uh, it's a light Whoa, novel title. <laughs> living on a bre- anyway, um, I l- I'm liking this WikiLeaks shit. Yeah, not that I'm very, <laughs> very interested. Nerium is very interested in the fact that the very first entry says, "I almost wish I hadn't run," because mm. she knows that Nat has some dead people in her background, and now she knows that Nat is on the run. So that's interesting. Okay. So yeah. you you spend the time reading through Natalia's diary. It, it is written pretty cryptically, and that does actually stand out to you that it is written in a way that almost seems deliberately difficult to get names and information from it. It seems to be quite carefully written like that. But um, then I would notice that actually she's a bit like that in conversation as well. Yeah, to be fair, mm. it's it's a good reflection. Yeah, Taro, uh, you are standing with Joxes, Joxes, Troxes. Joxes, Joxes. <laughs> Yeah, okay, whatever, yeah, joke. It was your fucking joke, mate. It wasn't a joke, I was just saying things with my mouth, as usual, and I, I got myself I made a mistake with my mouth. <laughs> I made a mistake with my mouth. I made a mouth mistake, and now we're here with Joxus, Joxus, Troxus. So we are. <laughs> Continue the plot, please. <laughs> what are you, what are you, what are you doing? He's just chatting to you now. I'm gonna keep an eye out to see if, if Nat's still talking to, um, big boy, but, but, man uh yeah nat nat <laughs> is indeed sitting uh next to uh elden zugai and they do seem to be having a conversation he's not like he's not like turned towards her deep in this conversation he's still sitting pretty dead on but he is occasionally like looking over to her and he's clearly responding to her but he doesn't seem to be like as into the conversation as joxus is apparently into talking to you okay i'm happy to chat shit and just kind of just keep an eye on how yeah. things are going over there i'm you you keep talking away to to Jock, who seems to be a relatively um, amicable, if kind of looking for something a bit more kind of like rebellious type uh, person. You can see after about five, 10, 15 minutes of conversation that there is definitely another tiefling at the back of the room who looks like him, but older, who is definitely now starting to kind of glance over back towards you two. Natalia, what are you doing? Uh, so what happens at these parties, like, as as the night goes on. Car keys in a bowl? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Mum. <laughs> it was cruel and entirely called for. <laughs> at that, he definitely, like, glances over to you, and there is a moment where he absolutely, for a minute, takes in how you look. And then he kind of very slowly kind of like turns his head back to looking out over the party and goes, I wouldn't know. This is my first time attending this ball. So you're a first. No, I'm not even going <laughs> to. Come on, Gary, pop his cherry. <laughs> oh, God. I, can oh. I just say that I really hate doing this podcast? And I just I just generally hate hanging out with all of if you. If you guys weren't all such randy buggers, we'd be I'm fine. I'm so sorry. It's, it's all re- of you. It's turned into a. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to get another drink. If you'll excuse me. Of course. I wander over to the bar. Okay. Have you drank any of your wine yet? Uh, I've been sipping okay, it. Okay, all right, okay. Uh, you go over to the bar. It's still stocked with drinks. Is your lipstick all over the glass? Uh, I don't know what to do here. I'm looking for an opportunity to, to kind of sidle over there in a way that it doesn't look like I just wait for somebody to leave so I go chat to him. Okay. Uh, you, you wait maybe sort of like two or three minutes. Joxa seems to catch the sight of someone else and goes, oh, sorry, excuse me a minute, I'll be back, and sort of trots off into the, the other part of the room. 
Okay, I want to kind of walk behind him and lean over to one side, uh, like over the back of like the chair next to him or something, <laughs> and just kind of go, so, are the rumors true? <laughs> oh, okay. Hmm. He freezes in place, and he very slowly turns his head to look at you, and he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. A commoner raises up to the hand of the king, and then mysteriously is sent over to some nothing town? Hmm. Seems a little bit strange to me, don't you think? He stands up, and he turns, and he grabs your elbow. And as he does so, you can feel this little static, this little twinge, the shock that you felt a couple of times now with Natalia, when there seems to be something like magical happening around you, and his grip tightens, and he goes, I think we'd perhaps better talk somewhere else. Won't you come with me? I I come with him. He leads you out into the balcony, uh, which is relatively free of people, and over to a sort of corner off it, still keeping quite a tight grip on your elbow. And uh, as you get that, he leans in a bit and goes, who sent you? (laughs) Let's just say I've heard some stories and uh, and I feel maybe we have something to offer each other. And what would that be? Let me see. I've met men like you before. You've, uh, you can cane anything you want, but what you can't get is status. I have Not true aristocratic status. I have status. Oh, do you? I've heard of you. Who are you? <laughs> me? Let's just say I'm uh, a count. From where? From Beriland? From a little further afield. Sindarian? I'm of the Nabelheim. I have not heard of you. I've heard of you, Mr. Zugai. And what is it that you... What do you know? What, what, what have you heard? Tell me. I'll pay you for the information. The word in, in various courts around the land seems to be that you've come into some kind of power. Who has been whispering that? <laughs> I couldn't possibly give up my sources to uh, someone commonborn. He pushes you a little bit against the balcony, and he says, I think you had better. Can I just say, Natalia's like keeping an eye on this. Okay. She's like, she's a distance away. Okay, you, you know Tara well enough at this point to see that he is being semi held in place but to the normal eye it just looks like they're having a conversation on the balcony if you'd like to hear who has been spreading these rumors uh, perhaps you might offer me a bit of information first and what is that i'd like to know more about how someone like you suddenly finds a diamond mine out here he looks down at his hand and you notice now that he has this ring with this dark green cracked stone embedded in the silver and he looks back up at you and he says we do not all get born with gifts but some of us come across them in our lifetimes i have my ways the diamond mine is real i have proven that interesting let's say that i might know of a family looking for somebody to marry in he pulls back a little bit and he goes I am far past any of... What are you talking about? Yes, well, I I suppose if you did want to live out the rest of your days as uh, Mr. Zugai, uh, that would be just fine, wouldn't it? 
Unless you'd rather become, say, a, a duke. I... I am already head advisor to King Thendor. I have no need of more position or power. If that's the highest you'll aspire to, then... Uh, <laughs> I have I... many more aspirations than a simple advisor. Well, if you, uh, if you'd like to tell me more and perhaps share some of your good fortune, I'll be around. And then I'm going to try and walk off. Okay, he lets you walk off and he takes a half step back and he's clearly a little bit shaken. He's clearly a little bit shaken. He's he's looking more animated now than he's looked for like the whole party. Um, and as you walk off, Nerium, mm-hmm. you hear footsteps outside the door. You hear slow, stumbling footsteps and you hear something that sounds like someone kind of sobbing it's a kind of rough little (gasps) 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 noise have i put everything away back in the bags you tell me at this point i think probably. Uh, i would like to have yeah i think i I mean that's the first thing i do i want to make absolutely certain no one can tell i've been in them okay you do that okay if i can still hear the sobbing after i've done that Mm -hmm. um i would like to crack the door open just a fraction and see if i can see who that is you crack the door open and you peer out the hallway is dark darker than you kind of remember it being it looks like a couple of the lanterns on the walls have gone out there's a mix of of lit candles to give it an atmospheric kind of glow inside and there's also the the strung lights that are commonplace in big towns Um, but a couple of the bulbs are sort of flickering towards the end and there is a halfling woman in the hallway with short dirty blonde hair and sort of vaguely ragged clothing and she's standing at a bit of an odd angle so am i looking through a door to outside or within the town hall within the town hall in the corridor she's in a corridor yeah right, she's okay. in the corridor like right beside your door she's maybe about 15 foot from you um mm-hmm. with her back to you as you creak open that door she slowly turns And as she turns to you, you recognize her because she is a servant of Lord Falutin's who was fired decades ago, decades and decades and decades ago. And as you look at her and the shock kind of catches up to you and and flows through you, her throat has been slit and it is gaping open, but the wound is old and gnarled. And as she looks at you, there is a second where your eyes meet and her mouth moves and there is this hiss of air and she goes, Um, And then she staggers and she collapses and as she hits the ground, a thousand small dead animals explode out from where she was and there is no trace of her left, just this pile of half rotten bits and pieces of bats and frogs and toads and squirrels and mice and rats and the smell that hits you is overwhelming and nauseating Taro and Natalia you two at the ball Palin suddenly bangs this huge gong and he goes ladies and gentlemen if you would to the balcony the dance of the ice tooth viper is about to begin our show for the evening Uh, And the crowds begin to move out onto the balcony, all chattering excitedly. There's bits talking about how fantastic it was last year, how wonderful. Uh, Do you guys go along? 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, you, <laughs> Tara, you do a kind of like little Yui and go to like the other end of the balcony, I assume. You don't just like 180 pivot back to Zoo Guy. Yeah, no, that would be dead ass weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Tara. Like, hey, so. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so do you, do you two end up standing together or are you, are you separated? I want to kind of stand like sidle up to uh, Natalia, but like in a very non-obvious way. I want to just kind of sneakily, conveniently be standing next to okay. her. Okay, you guys stand there and you look down into the courtyard and you can see now that the tarpaulin has been pulled back from whatever was on the ground and there is this big kind of mechanical looking snake coiled up in the center. But the courtyard is empty and Palin kind of looks around for a second and he goes, <clears throat> The dance of the ice tooth viper and ding against the gong again. And nothing happens. All three of you make me constitution saving throws. Oh my gosh. Oh fuck. Um, let's just say I got a three. Let's go with that. Okay. Three? Well, I got a four. <laughs> four? Twenty. Not twenty? Okay. Nope. Twenty. Classical twenty. Classic twenty. Alright. As you two as you two look down at this courtyard, this empty courtyard, you realize that the town which kind of lies beyond it, the lights are starting to zink in parts of the houses, and the street lights are starting to flicker oddly, and there is murmuring now happening on the balcony that you are standing on, and suddenly the eyes of this this uh, mechanical snake shunk open and glow with bright yellow light. I look over immediately towards Eldon to see what his reaction is. He is not... I doubt it makes much difference, but mine was actually a six. A six, okay. He doesn't look particularly shocked yet, but he is also looking around in in sort of vague confusion. And this viper, it suddenly... And all this steam flies out from its nose and its mouth, and its head slowly rears. And there is the smattering of clapping from people and nervous laughter and then its head swings round to the balcony and it opens its mouth and there is this horrific sound of grinding cogs and gears and metal and you can see that one of its teeth is metal and the other one seems to be a shard of real tooth and both of you who know what magic feels like there is this awful sickening feeling that washes over you it suddenly darts forward and you two are both overwhelmed with horrific crippling pain it is like you are being pulled and stretched apart and Nerium, you looking at this mound of dead things on the ground you also feel this horrific pulling stretching pain throughout every inch of you what do you guys do i through practice stifled the scream mm -hmm. that was about to come out of my mouth mm -hmm. um, I did duck back into the room and shut it behind me almost as soon as the animal explosion happened I may not have even seen that they were animals okay. um, I ran to the packs and I pulled out the biggest of the swords Okay. I don't know which one that is I presume that's Nat's new it's one probably, probably Nat's new one I think and I back up against... Are there windows in this room? No, there's no windows in this room. It's an internal room. Okay, I back up into a corner behind a uh, rail of clothes and I hold the sword out in front of me, um, full-on Baggins style. Have you taken the packs with you? 
Nope. Okay. I grabbed the sword and I ran to the corner and I'm waggling a sword in front of me like I know what to do okay. with it, which I don't. You are overwhelmed by this agonizing feeling. It is difficult to hold the sword anyway. It is almost impossible to hold it now. Natalia and Tara, what are you doing? You are, again, same, overwhelmed with this crippling agony, this sickness. I think I just fall on the floor. Okay, Tara fucking collapses. <laughs> uh, is this... Is, it's slightly metering. What is this what the Constitution was for? You don't like, know. Has Natalia... Has, has, um, I'm sorry. Has Natalia resisted it to an extent? No. Is what I'm saying. You don't or feel is, okay. any resistance to it. It is horrific. Okay. Um, she backs up a bit mm-hmm. away from the monster thing um, and does it lessen at all? It doesn't lessen at all but as you look around you who, who seeming to be holding it the best out of you and Tara at least no one else seems to be recoiling in pain people are starting to scream and people are starting to run away but you can barely breathe your chest feels so tight is Zugai he is looking around in horror and he is also running I whisper to Taro, I'm sorry, this might be our best chance. And I run after Zugai. Okay. You make it about four or five steps before the pain gets so intense that your vision starts to white out. All three of you, your vision starts to white out. And this pain builds until this crescendo pops. And all three of you are suddenly standing blinking well Taro's actually on the ground so two of you are, are standing Taro is on the ground and Nerium and Taro you guys just bath but Natalia you managed to keep it together you do not <coughs> quite lose <coughs> the contents of your stomach like the halfling and the tiefling on either side of you I would like one of you to roll me a d20 and you guys can decide who is going to roll this d20 do you want to flip a coin for it I mean, there's three. Oh, uh, yes. The old three way coin. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, Let's roll a d6 to find out who's going to roll the d20. Okay, so I think I think uh, Nat has the best. No, I'm not doing that. Nat's on your feet, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll just fucking roll it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a gentleman 16. Gentleman 16. Always believe in Nat. Okay. As you guys blink. The, the white spots and the remaining kind of like loosening pain um, away and try to come to your senses. The first thing you notice is that it is hot. It's like sweat already starting to kind of like prickle on your skin, hot. And Taro, the ground that, that you are on, like it's hot. And as you look around, everything is is barren looking. There's this mass of kind of like this deep clay ochre rocky almost like sandy landscape that stretches out in front of you there is in the sky this burning pressure and the sky is filled with these thick dark clouds that seem to swirl above you and right in front of you is this sort of wrought iron pole that has these flower-like petal pods drooping from the top it's rusted it's kind of icky and, and a bit gooey and ooey and there's these wires that go from the top that sink down into the ground Uh, and as you guys take a deep breath and look around it suddenly crackles with like static and a hiss and these like old timey like speakers start to kind of make this little sound as they come into life this voice this tinny weird voice kind of echoes out and it goes 
We are terribly sorry for the inconvenience. Things on our end are getting a little hard to control. We ask for your patience and your forgiveness while we try to fix this. Goodbye. And the sound cuts out. But, but what? Where, where are we now? 